as an entrepreneur, you're showing up in the digital landscape, full force, ready to be seen, only to feel invisible. You feel lost in the sea of sameness. How on earth can you stand out when it feels like everybody else is doing the same damn thing? Well, I have Mike here, and Mike's going to talk to us a little bit about himself, a little bit about why this matters to him, and why it should matter to you. Mike, welcome to the show. Really good to be here, Shauna. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you. So uh, what would you like to know first? Just talk about myself type of thing? Yes. Give the, give the people a strut okay. show. <laughs> yeah, my background's behavioral neurology and linguistics. Um, I've been in the brand world for in one form or another for quite some time, but this business really started off um, after uh, studying behavioral neurology and understanding how how messaging and brands work in our our brain. I started off as a talk uh, that uh, just like I had this idea, I had to share it, having zero experience in public speaking. So I give the talk at a uh, trade. Uh, organization I was involved with, and that led to other talks. And like the fourth time I'm ever on stage, uh, I'm talking to a room of like 250 CEOs and senior executives. And about an hour before I can get on stage, I have this epiphany or this realization, oh crap, I have no proof of any of this. I got theory and I got anecdote, but no one's asking the question, Michael, can you give us an example of how you've applied this to a client and how as a result? Or, Thank God no one's asked me that yet. <laughs> but, you know, ringing in my head is something my dad said long ago. So, you know, people will believe anything as long as you say it with enough authority. So I guess I've been saying it with enough authority. Um, so I deliver uh, the thing on stage and with enough authority that no one questions it. But I'm thinking to myself, I should probably put together a workshop to make sure to test this. Well, that evening at the bar, which is where the conference actually happens, these guys come up to me and say, hey, I think we need what you're doing. Uh, how do you work with your clients? And I look him dead in the eye and say, I have a workshop. <laughs> maybe thought of something three hours ago. Because uh, my whole business was not this, right? Uh, it was something else. So uh, we work it out where I am supposed to deliver this workshop to them that I had with some authorities that came off as like, yeah, I've been doing this for a while. Uh, but now I have the homework assignment. Uh, so I had a month and a half to develop a workshop that delivered on all the theory I've been talking about and felt like I got this much money's worth. So I did that and uh, delivered the workshop. Worked out even better than I thought it would, to tell you the truth. We found this great space of how to frame their business in a way that was unique to their marketplace. Our competition wasn't there. That opened up new avenues for like where are we going to find our, our clients or our customers. Uh, and at that, um, at the end of that, uh, the CEO was going, this, we've never experienced anything like this. Uh, this is fantastic. And I kid you not, I looked him dead in the eye and I said, well, I deliver these results for all of my clients, which is technically true. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's how this business was born, uh, which is, I give the story as an insight into like the kind of person I am is kind of like, let's see what works, <laughs> right? Let's give it a shot. Um, and so this business sort of started then, but didn't become official until two years after that, uh, when I finally made the decision to make it my full-time thing. I've been growing it ever since. Uh, and so that's the origin of the business. It's a little insight into me and what I'm like and what it's like to work with me. Um, um, yeah. And and in that space, you've helped people to really make that that 
mind, brain, and marketing connection, yeah. um, which yeah. allows people to have that impact, to, yes. to make the, the results happen for real, not just like hypothetically, because you wound up taking the action. Exactly. Exactly. Through the behavioral study in behavioral neurology, I learned that there's a very specific way that human beings make sense of their world. And um, I not, started to notice the parallels of how that system operates and how messaging specifically, but also marketing and, and brand positioning sort of layer pretty neatly on top of that system. But no one in these spaces are utilizing this understanding, right? There's a whole bunch of, this is, this is what works out there, but this was sort of a source code of how come what works works. And you right. Can make and I noticed that decisions. Yeah. How, how do people, when they are introduced to your business for the first time, what's going on in their brain? And when you know what's going on in their brain, you can align, even before you meet them, you can align how you talk about your business in a way that's going to be in sync with that. Uh, so that you really lower the barrier to entry or the barrier to acceptance, really. Mm -hmm. uh, you make the ROI of all your money and effort into your marketing, just really produce more for you. Uh, you end up uh, in your sales conversations, converting more, not because of any technique, just because you're just talking about your business in a way that just aligns more than someone else who does the same thing you do that blah, blah, blah. Here's the stuff that we do. Yeah. And it's, and it's steering away from that. What I always have called since even my copywriting days, uh, that, that copycat copy, that copycat oh, yeah. marketing, it steers away from that and gives you, even if you do feel like you're doing the same thing as, as the next business coach, as the next consultant, as the next whomever, yeah. You're you're standing out because it's customized because yeah. it's directly related to who you are as a business owner and who your yeah. clients are as people first. Yeah, you know that saying uh people don't buy what you do they buy you. Mm. Not actually technically correct. People do not buy you. What we buy is the reflection of ourselves we see in you. So these what I the program I bring my clients through is all about okay what kind of mirror are we going to show to the world so that those the right kind of people see the reflection of themselves and this all has to do with a bunch of survival and safety patterning in the brain right that when you present yourself in a way that they see that reflection in just the right way their brain goes and this is this is all happening behind the scenes they're not consciously doing this their brain goes you are survivable i do not have to worry about death <laughs> when really I'm with you. Now, of course, they're not going to die. They know this, but this is part of the brain that's sending these signals to the rest of the brain that's making all these quote unquote rational calculations of whether or not I'm going to work with you or whether you're good or not. Um, and so when you, when you can put up this mirror that they see themselves in, they go, you are safe to be around. I'm open to hearing about you. They're more, they're more apt to say yes to you. But what happens is most people are talking about their business that they don't either see a reflection of themselves, that's a, that's a hard no, or the one you are showing is muddy. It's mm -hmm. where you get a lot of maybes. Uh, and it takes a long time for them to go, oh, so that's what you were talking about. Right, that whole mm -hmm. adage, like they need to have seven points of contact before they buy from you. Not really. It's just that by the seventh time they've 
been in contact with you, their brain starts to notice, oh, I haven't died yet. So you must be okay. And now we can move on Figure to talk about this. All right. But when you, when you know how this pathway works and you craft your message, and messaging isn't just like the pithy one liner on the website or the, it's everything. If one of their five senses can pick it up, it's a message. I love that. So how do you craft that in a way that shortens that time scale of you're safe to be around to like the first time even, mm. right? That makes a lot of sense. And of course, <clears throat> this idea of like, it's everything. If oh, your yeah. senses can, this, so if anybody hasn't watched the first episode of me rambling on about why I started this podcast, it's called You're Never Not Marketing. Yeah. And this is it. This yeah. is it. You're never not marketing. Every single signal you are giving out yes. is a marketing signal. Yeah. It is so and important. And this is coming from neuroscience, which by the yes. way, Mike, um, I, I just finished speaking with somebody about how the word neuroscience can sometimes scare people. Okay. I think it's this big, scary thing that, that, oh my goodness, it's too sciencey for, for marketing or for mm -hmm. coaching or whatever. Um, how do you get over that when you're when you're talking about? Oh, this? I don't. It's big and scary and very sciencey. It just is, and we tackle it head <laughs> yeah. on because no. we're freaking no. awesome. This is the result of like seven years of study and and actually being a trainer in like, teaching other people how to use these techniques. Um, so it's it's not scary to me. It is big, um, and it is sciencey. But in my work, and especially when I'm doing a presentation, like the top of my marketing funnel is speaking. Uh, the most common feedback I get is, wow, you made that really interesting and, and understandable. So there's a way of presenting it in a way that isn't big and scary mm -hmm. or sciencey, yet it kind of is. Uh, but neuroscience, yeah, if it's not your wheelhouse, it's just not your wheelhouse. It's totally okay. I feel like that comes from a place too, like when you show up as a mentor and a guide, rather than just like a tech, you need to do this, this, this. Now you're, yeah. you're saying, no, 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 we're, I'm guiding you. This is a different construct in how yeah. we're approaching this. Yeah. From from my point of view, the all the, the uh, behavioral neurology stuff, I come at it from a sense of wonder and isn't this totally rad? And that usually <laughs> how, how you frame something, this is a, this is a huge lesson for everyone listening. You have how a pen and paper. Something determines how the other person will frame it too. Here's the thing about human beings. The person with the strongest belief wins. Okay. In any interaction, the person with the strongest belief wins. Shauna, you have three kids. You'll know this. If the child believes they deserve that piece of candy more than their parent believes they don't, Guess who's getting candy, hmm. right? The belief systems will align, especially in a close system, like a child and a parent or someone you're friends with. You know, that, that, that friend who's like, no, I want to go here for lunch. And everyone goes, okay, let's just go there for lunch, right? They had the strongest belief in the room of where they wanted to go for lunch. Everyone else was kind of like less than that, even if they wanted to go somewhere else. Everyone aligns on the strongest belief in the room. Okay, so when you are talking about your business from a standpoint of strongly held belief, the person you're talking to will come onto your map of reality and start seeing your business from that lens. So this is framing, right? 
when your business is framed properly, unless that framing violates someone's sense of who they are, their identity, which again, safety patterning, they will adopt your frame of how to see your business. And this is where a lot of uh, uh, entrepreneurial people get into trouble because they don't frame their business. They just talk about what they do. Mm-hmm. What's happening there is you are inviting the person you're talking to to reach into their history of life of which you have zero control and try to make associations because this is how we understand our world. Whatever you're saying, they take in, they need to make the associations to understand it. So without proper framing, they're just going to make one up for you. You won't, you have zero control at that point. You, you don't have a me- you don't have control over your message or whether or not what they're going to think of you because they're applying their own life to frame you. But when you pre-frame your business, when you speak in a way that frames the business properly, they will go, okay, I accept your proposal. (laughs) I will, I will see your business through that lens as well and judge you based on that. You are in complete control. That's amazing. It's like, that's like magic. It is kind of like magic. And (laughs) so for a lot of my clients are people who are in businesses. Like I, you throw a stick, there's a hundred competitors, right? in mm-hmm. my area mm-hmm. or even across the country. Um, how do, how the hell do I talk about my business when essentially I do the exact same thing as every one of my competitors? It's like, well, this is it. You frame it in a way that they see you as, as that, as the frame that you present to them while everyone else got thrown into the bucket of the frame that they put, they put on them. You're different now. Right. And when done well, it's, it's highly valued as well. Yes, absolutely. And, and that I think is directly correlated to the fact that you are reinstating control to the owner of that business, to the person who is creating that brand framework. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. It it, it is a brand framework and I'm glad you added the word framework because a lot of people get confused of what a brand is. They start thinking of graphic design. Um, Yes. Um, (laughs) Your brand is just really what your customer thinks of you. Yeah, that's it. Now you can leave it up to them and hope they get a good idea of you and maybe want to buy from you. Or you can be in control of that conversation and say, no, this is what this is what I want to be known as. This is why it matters, because mm-hmm. that's really important as far as people going. I believe you. Um, and then they will happily go, OK, I will absolutely regard you through that lens. And that's that's who you are. That's what you mean. And now they can more easily make the connection of it, does that align with who I am and what my needs are? Yes. Great. I will more, they will more likely buy from you because literally any other choice is now a more potential threat to survival. Why would I do that? Right. Right. <laughs> right? It's your survival instinct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they don't know they're doing this. This is all three or four layers beneath the surface. Yeah. In your subconscious. And really it's not beautiful. quite subconscious it is what's called the pre-conscious. Um, now we're talking. It's there, been a while since I've taken neuroscience. Yeah, and yeah. You just you just rang a bell there, and I was like, Yeah. Oh, so wow. That here's how to here's how to notice it's happening though. If you ever see a small child make a decision about something they're unfamiliar with, it's like they short circuit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because uh, uh, they don't have the experience of life to know what the criteria are for identity and safety and and all these stuff. So they look at mom and dad like, Hey, can you give me a clue here? Yeah. Eventually, by the age of six, we have our identity pretty much set. And that's when we start making being better able to make 
bigger decisions through experience. So a lot of our decision making gets done, it's on autopilot. It's just one layer after another of reinterpretations of our core identity. Uh, and so that's what's going on. So it happens all in the background, even though it's happening consciously, you, it's just so automated, you're not even aware of it. That, and, and what I'm hearing too, is that it, it stems from communication. Oh, yeah. So, and it, like, and it's communication from literally the time that you were five, six years old, all the way yes. up until today and how you communicate as a business owner and how you perceive the communication processes of your clients yeah. matters. Yeah. We are all lit in many ways. I was about to say literally, this is actually a metaphor. <laughs> we are all six year olds having the illusion of being an adult. I resonate um, with that too much, I think. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all, all the important decisions we ever made in, in life about mm -hmm. ourselves, about how the world works and our place in it were made by the time we were six. Now, there are certain developmental stages where certain decisions happen. It's not like they all happen at six. I mean, honestly, the two most important decisions any human being ever makes, they make by the time they're around two months old. How do we make that decision? I have no idea. But um, it is how we rate ourselves on our right to exist and how we rate ourselves on our right to have needs and express them. Now, um, I feel like this can go down a path of like, what about massive life changes and shifts that you cr well, actively yeah. create as an adult? Like that doesn't supersede those intentional shifts. Oh, this stuff can be shifted. Now we're going pure science. We're not yeah. even talking about nothing. <laughs> I'm like, okay. How far so down yeah. this rabbit hole you want to go? But this That's is what I'm saying. Like, no, it is big. It is huge, right? Yeah. But bringing it back to our subject at hand. Yeah, yeah. When you are marketing your business, you are literally speaking to the belief systems that people adopted when they were very, very, very young, right? Um, which is why a lot of marketing says, no, you got to keep the language simple and such like that. So, yeah. Well, it depends on the business. There are some businesses who are like, no, you want to keep that college level mm -hmm. because that's your audience and that's their value system. Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, you kind of have to keep it at that level so that they're again, another metaphor, their six year old self can even understand it and relate it to their own experience and their belief systems and such like that. So how do you do that? What are some of the like things that you can do oh, to they, make uh, sure that that happens? Keep it simple. Uh, keep the ideas and concepts very direct, very simple. Um, I'll give you an example. One of my first clients uh, made cooking gadgets, right? Uh, a sous vide machine and this machine and that machine, a little desktop stuff or countertop type stuff. And they had their competition, probably 10 other companies that competed directly with them online and the whole thing. Not, not, they're, they're manufacturers. So we're not talking like the, the stores you buy them from. They're, these are the actual manufacturers. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about their machines the same way that everyone else was. Hey, you don't need experience. It's fast. It's always perfect. Every all the like feature, 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 yeah. right? Or benefit, benefit. Their sales were flat for about a year and a half, and they didn't know why. And so they heard about me and they reached out. And so we ended up working together. Found out that the primary belief system in this business had almost nothing to do with cooking. The primary belief system from the CEO on down was around the space of, you know what? It's fun to show off. That's cool. Right? Yeah. Um, I won't tell you how we got there, but 
it was deeply embedded that the, the origin story of this business and why this business matters to the people who are running it is this frame of, you know, it's really fun to show off. What do we learn from that? That's weird, Michael. How, what is that? Why does that matter? Here's what we learn from that. We learn what the primary message should be. It should be about showing off and being about the center of attention. When this translated into the market, the, the brand uh, positioning and market message of, we will make you the star of the dinner party. So anyone with the identity that supports, I want to be the star of the dinner party as a need, but also I'm that kind of person, is looking at this brand and going, they get me. Um, it also tells us where to market and, and how to market to them. This is where we go into what I call belonging traits, right? Like what are the traits that signal belonging? Oh my God, so powerful. One of the belonging traits for this business, now that we know what the primary belief system is, well, these are obviously people who crave attention, right? So what are people who are craving attention doing in their world? Where are they hanging out? Well, one thing that came up was you know, almost offhand, this one, I think it was a VP of operations said, this is making me think of someone who's getting like cosmetic surgery, a little lift or a tuck or some Botox or this, that, the other thing. We all had a kind of a chuckle about that. But about a few months later, I get a call from the VP of marketing. He says, you're not going to believe what just happened. I'm like, what's going on? It's like, remember that whole elective surgery or cosmetic surgery? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, tell me the story. <laughs> well, we just did a Facebook campaign targeting that marketplace with this message of being the star of having all the attention and holy crap there's a whole marketplace for there there that we never knew about that our competition isn't even touching they're not there we're the only ones offering this in that space and it is lucrative for us i'm like hell yeah right so this is how just knowing what the belief system is the framing of your business and how it cascades through everything throughout the system, not just your message, not just your website, which their website isn't just, it used to be like, Hey, cooking gadget, cooking gadget, cooking gadget. Now it's all about how to, you know, or at least it used to be, I don't think we're still in business. I think they moved on um, where like, I think they, I think they sold it off. Like they got, we're successful now. Sell. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um where it was this whole place where you can go to learn how to host a dinner party, how to like, it became this whole place that uh, pe people share recipes that you've created with our gadgets, mm -hmm. right? It became a community based on this one belief of it's fun to show off. Let's give everyone a platform to show off their own stuff. Yeah. And so their net, their marketing was just plain vanilla before, but then it just grew into a whole, a reason to be there. And for the right person who likes to show off, like, you're my people. And for everyone else, it's like, who cares? Like, you weren't going to be a customer anyway. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> why, why am I wasting marketing dollars on you? And I can think of both of those people off the top of my head. I can easily be like, yeah. he'd buy totally. it. She would not bother. Oh, absolutely. And that's, and that's funny. You're reminding yeah. me. And of sometimes those people are married to each other. Sometimes. Yes. <laughs> that, that's not false. Um, it reminds <laughs> me of, though, uh, just a... a I don't know, what was it, at the beginning of the month or something, time evades me, is when I did my reel about my glasses. I just like this mm -hmm. shape. I bought some like okay. cheap ones before that were around the shape, but then it came to the time when I needed to buy new glasses, um, like yeah. real ones, because these are for vision. And I was like, okay, well, I like these ones. I like the shape and they're very durable. I was like, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I am not a brand name follower. I'm in, I wouldn't have been yeah. enticed to show off at this dinner party. I'll bring my food set at the table and walk away. Don't care. But then I found out these are Versace. 
And I was oh, like, okay. oh, I feel fancy. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> like all I wanted were a pair of sturdy yeah. glasses with this shape. As soon as yeah. you see that name, though, you're like, oh, you have a whole different persona. You're like, oh, my goodness, yeah. look at me. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's we the are power. Meaning, yeah, we are meaning making machines. We take in everything. This is where the five senses come in. We will, whatever we're taking in, we are attaching a meaning to it. Um, and what happened there was Versace has associations that you apply to it that create a meaning. Mm-hmm. That gave you that feeling of, oh, look at me, I'm fancy, right? Mm-hmm. That's how that's how brands work. That's how, when done well, that's how marketing works. That's how messaging works. It is, how do you present your business in a way that allows your customer to associate you with the right meanings? This is all, this is framing the message, the whole thing, right? And, and it also changes, but it's interesting that I find on the, on the, just looping full circle back to neuroscience is that it actually yeah. changes your behavior. Yes. Oh, I absolutely. haven't lost these glasses guys. Yeah. And this is a big deal. Cause I lose yeah. my glasses. I have yeah. not lost these glasses. What kind of person do I get to be when I do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Now with that, we are at the end of our time. We could probably no talk way. about it. That so fast. I'm, I'm telling you the time, just like, I don't know if it's like the, um, Professor Slughorn, I don't know if you like Harry Potter, but he's got that that uh, yeah. that time clock that when the conversation is going really well, it drips like crazy. But if it's yeah. really going sluggishly, the time drips. The, oh, the, right. I remember yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's how I feel like. I feel like if that were on our desk today, it would have just been running. The sand would have been running to the bottom like so Funny. quickly. Now, that said, maybe there will be room for another conversation at a later date. But for now, I'm going to invite you to share some last words and to tell people where they can actually connect with you. So uh, some last words. Okay, so here's a big mistake that a lot of people make in marketing um, that I'm gonna reframe for you. Uh, Your marketing is about getting the word out. But before you spend a lot of time, energy, and money on doing that, you're gonna be well served to figure out what is your word in the first place. So start there. A lot of people skip that. You start going like, I need to get marketing. I'm just going to get my name out there and start talking about stuff. Pause for a second. What is it that you want people to know about you, about your business? And the more you can make it align with what matters to you, the better that message is going to be. And along those lines, if you're thinking to yourself, like, here's how to get in touch with me. If you're thinking to yourself, boy, I'd sort of like to have some guidance on that. I do a monthly workshop where you learn all about the sciencey stuff, right? That's really accessible. You're gonna learn how our brains actually operate to understand a message. Here are the two things that you really need to be talking about that our brain needs to hear first before anything else. And I hate webinars or things that are just like, here's information, I'll buy my stuff. Mm-hmm. Now we do, the second half is we actually put everything you learned into action. I work with everyone in the room on their message on their their belief system really that is the core of their message. So you come out having a better message than you did coming in. Um, And so you can find that on the website that's being displayed on the screen now, mindmagnetizer.com. The CTA is all about signing up for the the workshop. But there's also a couple of uh, free eBooks there that you can download. Uh, One's called The Neurology of Yes. The other one's called Big Brand Mistakes. Uh, and, uh, so that's a great place to reach out to me. If you want to have, uh, an experience with me, that's more action, like getting a result oriented, 
But if you just want to say hi, uh, I'm on LinkedIn. That's my, the only social platform I'm on. <laughs> so I'm no, on I LinkedIn. You'll find me. It's got a picture of me like holding my cap. Uh, it's just going to be my name, Michael Leibowitz. Perfect. And, uh, and I strongly suggest, I strongly suggest that if you are not connected with Mike yet on LinkedIn, you should be and definitely say hi. Yeah. Um, the workshop, the ebooks already, just by the title alone, I know that you want to read it. So go in there, download those, get you a go. head start so that you can actually make an impact with your messaging. Can you imagine yeah. being noticed out of all of the sea of sameness that is this digital world? It's overcrowded, it's stinky. Why don't yeah. you be that rose, right? Yeah. Be the one who stands out and smells good. Yeah. <laughs> now, thank you so much, Mike, for being on the show. For everybody else, please stick around, subscribe, follow, because there's more coming from where this was. So definitely join us for the next episode coming up next week. Uh, we will catch you on the flip side. Take See you care. later. <laughs>